Shall we go on to God's word this morning? Shall we turn our Bibles to Matthew's gospel chapter 11 and we read verses 45 to chapter 12 verses 21. Long passage to read. Matthew 11, 45 to 12, 21. Matthew chapter, sorry, uh, not Matthew, I'm sorry, John, it's John's gospel, I'm sorry, it's John's gospel, chapter 11, verse 45, John's gospel, chapter 11, verse 45 to 1221. Therefore... and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. What are we accomplishing? They asked. Here is this man performing many miraculous signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him and then the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. Then one of them, named Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, spoke up. You know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation, and not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God, to bring them together and make them one. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. Therefore, Jesus no longer moved about publicly. Instead, he withdrew to a region near the desert. Let me read. Therefore, Jesus no longer moved about publicly among the people of Judea. Instead, he withdrew to a region near the wilderness to a village called Ephraim, where he stayed with his disciples. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, many went up from the country to Jerusalem for their ceremonial cleansing before the Passover. They kept looking for Jesus, and as they stood in the temple courts, they asked one another, What do you think? Isn't he coming to the festival at all? But the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that anyone who found out where Jesus was should report it so that they might arrest him. Let me give you a little bit of background of what we are reading. Like some of us may be wondering, hey, what is this? It's, I don't understand anything of what is being read. <laughs> this is just after Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. How many of you know that story? Mary, Martha, Lazarus. One family and uh, Jesus uh, visited them frequently. Jesus loved them very much and he ate there. And um, Lazarus died. And Jesus goes and raises him up after four days. He calls him out of the tomb and he comes out. And people have come to hear and know about the raising of the dead. Uh, of Lazarus and after that many of the Jews if you see verse 45 many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did believed in him so it's very much in the context of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead many people had gathered there to witness that and the hearing about it oh somebody died but he rose from the dead just imagine if it had happened in Ananaga the whole city will be here you know Everybody would want to come and see who is that person. It would be on, uh, you know, in the news channels, in the newspapers. It would make headlines. That's exactly, and the way it was making headlines those days was by word of mouth, by oral tradition. And so people heard and they came and, um, you know, to see who this man was. And because of the raising of Lazarus from the dead, many people began to believe in Jesus. They begin to understand Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the Messiah. Verse 46 onwards, some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin is basically uh, the uh, religious authority of the day. 
and they were frowning at Jesus because large crowds were following Jesus. Jesus was doing signs and wonders and miracles. Jesus was preaching the kingdom of God and Jesus was also challenging many of the religious uh, false religiosities, just customs and rituals and traditions and practices which uh, were not practiced with, a, with the true spirit but with just uh, empty um, you know, show of religiosity. And Jesus was just challenging their hypocrisy all the time. And because Jesus was exposing them and making them look bad in the eyes of the people, these people are always offended at Jesus and they were always angry and upset with Jesus. And so when people went and told about the raising of Lazarus from the dead, it really, uh, word spread and uh, called them for a meeting, a committee meeting and said, come on, let's decide what to do with this Jesus. And they asked, verse 47, what are we accomplishing? They asked, here is this man performing many signs. Basically, they were saying like, hey, what are we doing? How do we stop him? How do we stop the crowds from following him? You know, if we let him go on like this, verse 48, everyone will believe in him and then the Romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation. That's just a lame excuse. That's just, uh, <laughs> you know, a way of cooking up some reason, bring about something and say, oh, you know, unless we fight this out, we're going to be defeated. So let's go on war against him. That's a way. Then one of them named Caiaphas, who was a high priest that year in the temple, spoke up. You know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish. Basically, he was suggesting that let's kill him. He did not say that on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation and not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God to bring them together and make them one. He was not... Uh, he was, what he said was certainly not taken as a word of prophecy by the rest of the crowd there. He was speaking by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that it is better that one man die, basically revealing the plan of God. But in the context was a very hostile context. The context was where they actually were plotting to kill Jesus. Able to see the both sides to that. And... Uh, Verse 54, therefore Jesus no longer moved about publicly among the people of Judea. Instead, he withdrew to a region near the wilderness to a village called Ephraim, where he stayed with his disciples. Where it was almost time for the Jewish Passover. The festival of Passover uh, was practiced in the Old Testament. It basically began when the people of Egypt came out, or sorry, the people of Israel came out of Egypt. And uh, when they were about to leave, uh, God instituted for them uh, to have a meal uh, of uh, bitter herbs and uh, to slaughter a lamb and uh, sprinkle its blood on the doorposts and the windows and to eat that lamb in haste, um, you know, as they left. And when the angel of death came to, um, you know, attack the Egyptians, when the blood of the lamb was seen on the doorposts, on the uh, homes of the people of Israel, this angel of death would just pass over. And so that's the feast of the Passover. And from then on, year after year, on that particular time of the year, they would celebrate that meal, eat together that meal and remember how God enabled us to pass over, you know, from literally from death to life. How God brought them out of Egypt to Israel on that night, how God slaughtered the firstborn of all of the Egyptians. And so to remember that, the Lord instituted this feast of Passover and they continued to celebrate that. And uh, so it was around that time, you find in verse 55, it was almost time for the Jewish Passover. Many went up from the country to Jerusalem. So from the countryside, people would go up to the city of Jerusalem to the main temple there and offer the sacrifice and celebrate the feast of the Passover. And... Um, for their ceremonial cleansing before the Passover. And they kept looking for Jesus. Verse 56. You see the context. It's still it's about where is this Jesus? Is he going to come for the Passover? Is he going to um, disrespect our customs and our traditions? Uh, is he going to challenge us? Uh, where is he? If we find him, we should catch him. Get hold of him. Is he going to really obey the law? Uh, those were the things that they were really concerned about. They kept looking for Jesus. And as they stood in the temple courts, they asked one another conversations about Jesus. What do you think? 
uh, isn't he coming for the Passover at all? Is he coming for the festival at all? But the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that anyone who found out where Jesus was should report it to them that they might arrest him. Basically, they had plotted, they had planned, they wanted to finish Jesus off. Because this new phenomena that they are really uh, facing is something that they are unable to control and this is disturbing them. It's, you know, shaking up a lot of things. Chapter 12, verses 1 to 21. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived. Uh, now you connect the story. The whole series of things, the narrative that we just read was because of Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And as a result of that, all of those things were happening. And they had the Sanhedrin uh, meet gathering and they had plotted, they had planned. Uh, Caiaphas had prophesied, better for one man to die. If he comes for the festival, get hold of him. Arrest him. In that context, Jesus is going to the house of Lazarus. Whom Jesus raised from the dead. Verse 2, here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Uh, Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining uh, at the table with him. Then Mary took about, uh, some of you have only seen the bad Mary, but there is also a good Mary. The same Mary is now good also. Verse 3, then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it down Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's ages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, a keeper of the money bag. He used to help himself for to what was put into it. Whenever somebody gave an offering to Jesus, he was a treasurer and he had a money bag and he, out of the money bag, he pulled out a little and helped himself with a little from the money bag. And so as the treasurer of, of Jesus' ministry, there was corruption right there. But one of his disciples, uh, sorry, leave her alone, Jesus replied, verse 7, uh, Mary poured this expensive perfume at the feet of Jesus, wiped his feet with the hair and he's saying, oh, what a waste. Jesus is saying, leave her alone. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. Basically, she was doing a prophetic act of how in those days they would put these perfumes uh, on the body uh, to preserve them uh, and to keep the bad order from rising up coming up out of the body. And so he says, uh, let her, leave her alone. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priest made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. He's not going to hide, shy away publicly because he came to die. And uh, even as the people are celebrating the Passover lamb, uh, slaughtering them and having this Passover meal and festival, without knowing the real sense of who the Passover lamb was, Jesus, the Passover lamb himself, is going into Jerusalem so that he will be handed over to the authorities and finally be crucified on the cross for the sins of all the people. And so the chief priest made plans to kill Lazarus and next day the great crowd comes and the, to the festival. Jesus is on his way to the Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out meeting him. You all know that story. I'm not going to read that now. Verse um, 17. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, that news was not, couldn't be suppressed. I mean, if it was paid news, you know, you stop the payment, the news will stop. But this news is not paid news. This is good news. It cannot be stopped. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know. Now, the verse number 17, the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the dead and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard what 
that he had performed this sign went out to meet him so the pharisees said to one another see this is getting us nowhere look how the world, whole world has gone after him oh man we are losing everybody is going after this jesus what are we doing what are we accomplishing there's a sense of defeat there is anger there's hatred they want to kill look how the whole world has gone after him verse 21 22 to 22 now there were some greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival they came to philip who was from bethsaida in galilee with a request sir they said we would like to see jesus philip went to tell andrew andrew and philip in turn told jesus but there were some greeks these jews were hating jesus but there were some greeks wanting to meet jesus they want to see jesus they're true worshipers they come to see jesus this morning to title this morning's message it is simply called as the jesus effect amen the jesus effect you can see the jesus effect all around it's causing a revolution there the jesus effect <laughs> hallelujah some of you are saying yes the jesus effect is there <laughs> i can see in my life in my family the jesus effect is there <laughs> you know after i accepted jesus the jesus effect some people don't like me going to church some people look down on me some people mock me some people think i'm just a religious a fanatic the jesus effect <laughs> some people thought after my parents took baptism they thought we went and fell into something fell into a ditch something like that no or oh, they've gone and fallen into something you know yes we fell into the right place the hands of jesus but the jesus effect disturbs a lot of people <laughs> to those who will not believe to those who will refuse to believe in jesus john 11 verse 45 to 48 let's read that again therefore many of the jews who had come to visit mary and had seen what jesus did believed in him but some of them went to the pharisees and told them what jesus had done then the chief priests and the pharisees called the meeting of the sanhedrin what are we accomplishing they asked here is this man performing many signs if we let him go on like this everyone will believe in him and then the romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation what will happen our tradition will be lost our temple will be lost our freedom will be lost everything will be taken away agitated mode john 12 9-11 meanwhile a large cloud of jews found out that jesus was there and came not only because of him but also to see lazarus whom he had raised from the dead so the chief priests made plans to kill lazarus as well for on account of him many of the jews were going over to jesus and believing in him read also verses 17-19 Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word many people because they had heard that he had performed this sign went out to meet him so the pharisees said to one another see this is getting us nowhere look the whole world has gone after him these three passages i just read simply speaking about those who will not believe the jesus effect on those who will not believe it's a irreconcilable irreconcilable situation for them they just cannot come to terms with this how can we let this happen how can we allow them to go after this jesus they agitated it's an irreconcilable situation about jesus they are unable to deny his impact oh if he continues to do these signs the change that has happened in your life is undeniable it will be visible the peace that you have the joy in your heart the true love of god that is in your life the transformation that has happened the way you've been set free from sin the way you've changed <laughs> the way your attitude your behavior your character your nature your life has changed your family has changed the way the transformation of god's mighty work has brought about that change is undeniable unable to deny his impact but yet unwilling to believe in him and un- 
helpless and unable to stop this spontaneous change also. This is the effect that causes on the people that comes upon the people who will refuse to believe in Jesus. The Jesus effect. It is a phenomena that is beyond human control. <laughs> they want to stop it. They want to resist it. They want to oppose it. But it's happening. That's what many people in this nation are also, you know, struggling with. The Jesus effect. Many political parties are struggling with. Many fanatical fundamentalist groups are struggling with. They are unable to face this. They are unable to battle this out. They are unable to stop this. Some of them in their hate speeches say, Christianity is spreading like cancer in this nation. Yes. That's right. Well described. It is like cancer. It will spread and you can't control it. Sometimes even chemotherapies don't stop it. <laughs> they pop up in another place. <laughs> well said. Congratulations, you got it right. It truly spreads like cancer. <laughs> Hallelujah for that. <laughs> because that's the power of Jesus. That's how Jesus works. And so one pastor was going around in some cities in North India and he was preaching the gospel and many people were coming to know Jesus and miracles were happening. People were putting their faith in Jesus just like this Lazarus accepted Jesus, uh, uh, you know, experienced Jesus' power of resurrection, raising, being raised from the dead. And as many people began to put their faith in Jesus, so did it happen in one city in many places and as he was preaching the gospel and Many people were healed and demonic forces were, you know, cast away and people were set free and became normal. Lives were transformed. And so people were coming to, you know, somehow find out and pin him down and uh, throw a case of conversion against him. That he was forcefully converting people. And so the reporters came and asked him after the meeting was over, who's converting people here? Who's converting? We are hearing that people are uh, being converted. And so investigative journalists came and they wanted to find out who is converting people. He said, the Holy Spirit is converting people. He wrote it down. Holy Spirit is converting people. Hallelujah. When the Holy Spirit is moving, nobody can stop the work of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can break buildings. You can pull down wooden crosses. You can break the furniture, the plastic and the wood. And the glass can be broken. But who can stop the work of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Hallelujah. Who can arrest the Holy Spirit? Amen. That's the Jesus effect this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. When Jesus begins to work in people's lives, there is a tremendous effect. That's a tremendous impact. And for those who are unbelieving, they will just not be able to accept it. It will be an irre irreconcilable situation. It will be, they will be unable to deny his impact. They will be unwilling to believe in him, helpless and unable to stop the spontaneous following of Jesus. It is a phenomena that is beyond human control. It is not just a euphoria among people. It's not just an euphoria among the crowds, not just an excitement among the crowds, but it weakens and underlines the weaknesses, their weakness of the weaknesses of existing religious forms and traditions and structures. The Jesus effect is not just a euphoria of the crowds, but weakens and underlines the weaknesses of existing religious structures, forms, and traditions. It is causing a visible shift in people's minds, beliefs, and completely alters their allegiance to whatever they believed in earlier. I'll repeat that. It causes a visible shift in people's minds, their beliefs, and completely alters their allegiance to whatever they believed in earlier. It stirs up a perceived insecurity. They have become very insecure. Ew, something is happening. Stop it. How can we let it go out of our hand? How can we let them go out of our control? Stop it. Do something. What are we accomplishing? Where is this going to end? It stirs up a perceived insecurity to those who blindly follow traditions and superstitious beliefs and demolishes all of it in one go. <laughs> all their tradition, all the form, all their superstitious beliefs, everything collapses because Jesus came into your life. 
And so when, for those who don't believe the effect, the Jesus effect on your life, the, the, the Jesus coming into your life and that effect on them, this is what is happening. Listen carefully. It stirs up a perceived insecurity. I call it perceived insecurity. <laughs> they perceive something in a certain way and there's an insecurity. There's a fear. Perceived insecurity. To those who blindly follow traditions and superstitious beliefs, whether it's Christian or non-Christian, whatever it is, and demolishes all of it in one go, what was dearly held as higher order suddenly loses value and worth in the eyes of people. Our tradition, our form, our culture, our religious belief, we were superior than others. We were better off than others. We have our own traditions and our own beliefs. Everything falls flat when Jesus enters a person's life. For the, the one who does not believe, the Jesus effect is this, looks like this. I'm talking from scriptures. I'm not talking about your lives. It is true about us also. It is true. You'll see the parallel between how it was so true in the early uh, first century, in the time of Christ, and it's the same thing even today. That's why the scriptures actually transcend time, culture, you know, and it is universal for all time. That's why the scriptures are very different from every other book. Because this is absolute truth. And truth is something that supersedes everything. It's, it destroys the so-called unity, which was only superficial anyways for all of this while. The Jesus effect on those who don't believe. They, they felt they were all united. Oh, we were all united. We were all like one family. We were all so good. We were all having the same, you know, thinking, same lifestyle, same beliefs, same superstitions, same traditions, same forms, same culture. But suddenly the Jesus effect to those who don't believe, the unity is destroyed. Don't feel sad about it. Hello? Because you lost the unity with those who don't believe in him, don't feel sad about it. You don't have to apologize for it. It's not your fault. It's the Jesus effect. Are you with me this morning? It will destroy unity. Because Jesus said, I've, come, I've not come to bring peace. I brought, came to bring division between the mother and the daughter. Between a father and a son. Between a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. This is not the mother-in-law, daughter-in-law fight that you see at home. That universal problem. You're not talking about that. Jesus didn't talk about that. He's talking about when one person accepts Christ, the Jesus effect will cause a disunity. This is not like when the daughter-in-law put extra salt and the mother-in-law reduced the salt. Not that fight. Get what I'm talking about. This is a Jesus effect. When when people begin to follow Christ and they begin to steer away from demonic stuff and just forms and traditions and uh, you know all of that stuff that doesn't make any sense and has no value for eternal life and godly life on this earth, when people reject those things, it disturbs people around. The Jesus effect on those who don't believe. It destroys the so-called unity which was only superficial anyways all of this while. It becomes a threat to the survival and the existence of those who have made a living by taking advantage of the blindness and the ignorance of people. The Pharisees, the teachers of the law were making a living out of taking advantage of the ignorance and the spiritual blindness of the people. They kept them blind and sucked, emptied their wallets. They kept them blind and emptied their wallets. It destroys, destroys their survival. So it becomes a threat to their survival. It makes such people unpopular after they have shown themselves to be ones to be revered. The Pharisees, the teachers of the law with their long robes and everything sitting in the street corners and the you know, marketplaces and then walking around with that long sash and everything tied around their waist. You know, went about everywhere and people would bow down and say, good morning, sir, good morning, good morning. 
you know now nobody saying good morning to them they see in their hypocrisy because the jesus effect has changed their life and they see the darkness in them and the light has come here they were showing off as if they were the custodians of the word of god and god himself the jesus effect on those who will not believe it makes such people unpopular after they have shown themselves to be ones the ones to be revered they lose control over people's lives basically that's the problem i don't have you under my control anymore they lose control as people are beginning to submit to another authority basically it's a power struggle a battle of the self i am important i am an authority i am the one who has to be respected but there's someone else who has come into your life whom you revere even more someone else you bow down to who is jesus and that's the jesus effect that becomes very disturbing for those who will not believe it pulls off the chair under where they sit it removes the carpet from under their feet it unties the sash and the girdle that is around their waist that holds the robe it shakes the crown on their heads and drills a hole in their pockets the jesus effect let me read that again it pulls off the chair under where they sit the positions are shaken nobody is respecting them anymore it removes the carpet under their feet it unties the sashes unties the sashes and the girdles that hold their robes around their waist and it shakes the crown on their heads and drills a hole in their pocket the jesus effect it has basically shaken them off completely they have lost unnerved completely john 1157 but the chief priests and the pharisees had given orders that anyone who found out where jesus was should report it so that they might arrest him chapter 12 verse 9 to 11 meanwhile a large crowd of jews found out that jesus was there and came not only because of him but also to see lazarus whom he had raised from the dead so the chief priests made plans to kill lazarus as well for on account of him many jews were going over to jesus and believing in him they hate him they hate to see the crowds go there they hate to see their wife and children go there <laughs> some of you are saying amen they want to stop him they want to snuff out the effect they want to kill jesus they want to kill everything that is you know impacting and changing their lives they thought they finished him on the cross but he rose again they think if they stop you from coming they can kill the jesus effect in your life some of them think that if they stop you from coming to the church they can kill the jesus effect in your life some of them so think that if they can kill this pastor or they kill this evangelist or if they can destroy this building they can stop the jesus effect that is how it feels like for those who don't believe who will not believe but there are some who are also confused what is the jesus effect on those who are confused second part let's quickly move on to those who are confused read with me john chapter 11 verse 55 and 56 When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover many went up from the country to Jerusalem for their ceremonial cleansing these are ordinary people these are not the pharisees the teachers of the law this is not the sanhedrin this is about the common man right who who are hearing about everything that is happening on one side jesus doing signs and wonders and miracles and they are also beginning to like jesus and they want those miracles in their life and some of them are beginning to believe in jesus but also on the other side our leaders our teachers of the law the pharisees the sanhedrin they are all saying oh he's wrong kill him you know both is happening in the middle of that other ordinary people and they are saying they kept looking for jesus as they stood in the temple courts and they asked one another what do you think when they standing in the queue they are asking what do you think he's coming huh? where is he he's not in the queue is not in the crowds he's not in the place where they you know buying the lamb then he's not in the play where they are place where they are changing the currencies from you know the roman currency to the local shekel the temple currency isn't he coming for the festival at all they confused these people the jesus effect on, on the confused 
this is not organized religion with a set of traditions rituals and customs to be followed based on ignorance and sentiments and so they are here and there they are confused because jesus seemed to be a man of god jesus seemed to be coming in the name of god jesus seemed to be a religious person and they are associating him with the kind of religion that they were part of but there is also a contradiction there jesus is not like them he's different and so with jesus they are not able to see the organized religion with a set of traditions and rituals and customs to be fa- followed and very often these customs religion religious practices and all of that they practiced were just out of ignorance and just sentimental value oh my grandfather did it my father did it so i will also do it why do you do what you do i don't know something good is must be there otherwise how would they all would have followed just sentimental value and so they want to follow the older you get the more sentimental you become sorry no offense to anybody old here but this is natural young they don't care no carefree life i don't care what you think the older you get you begin to start oh my father my grandfather you start beginning to think you start visiting their graves and then begin the sentimental thing sentimental choruses start to play out or oh, they all use it's good to follow good traditions it's good to follow good good things but we're here talking about empty religion which doesn't make any have any relationship with god and so that's a kind of place the confused people were they are in a state of confusion they are seeing something real about jesus they are seeing something impactful they are seeing something that is life changing they are seeing signs and wonders and miracles they are seeing something real but they are also seeing something false seeing something empty and they are caught in this and they are not able to grapple they are not they grappling with both of this they are struggling with it whom do i follow what is right what is the truth it's a state of confusion and jesus is not aligning with our religious forms and traditions and practices those who thought to accommodate him into their religious firm framework are also questioning the man's form of religion those who thought to accommodate jesus into their framework of religion they thought jesus will be like this oh we just thought you were only going to church just to pray for your problems oh but now you are also speaking in other tongues where are you going what is happening we thought this religious framework is about solving problems and praying for needs but you've gone one step further you're talking many many things about jesus confusion there they assumed those who thought to accommodate jesus into their religious framework are also questioning jesus's form of religion you get what i'm saying where is he will he come for the festival festival is part of our jewish custom and tradition but he's not he doesn't seem to be here will he come we thought he was a religious man we thought he was like one of our chief priests and elders is he going to come will he align with this will he follow what we are following he doesn't seem to be here where is he what does he think what will he do what is this what is this is different from ours you get what i'm saying have you seen that confusion where people are confused like that we you are not fitting into our religious framework you're talking many other things the way you are going is very different from the way we were religious you can be religious but be like us you pray you go to church but be like us why are you talking about a different way different form of oh, the jesus effect on the confused you get what i'm talking about that's how the people are they assumed he would be more zealous but he's their kind they like his zeal and teaching which is different from their religious leaders but he's neither in sync with them oh he's teaching like one who has authority he's very powerful it's very radical what he's teaching is life changing what he's teaching is impactful it's changing our life but he is not in sync with our religious system so there's a love hate relationship with jesus <laughs> that's the state where 
the Jesus effect on the confused. It's a love-hate relationship. The first group was those who were unwilling to believe in him. They simply hate him. They hate everything about who you are. They hate everything about your lifestyle. They hate everything about the decision you've made to follow Jesus. They hate every bit, everything about the church you go to. That's one kind. Those who are unwilling to believe. The second group we're talking about, you find here, is those who are confused. We like your religious life. We like you praying. We like you following Jesus. But we are, we don't like, you're not fitting into our style. You're not fitting into the way we want you to be. Into our kind. You're not our kind. They're confused. They affect Jesus' effect on the confused. Third group. The Jesus effect on those who believe. John chapter 11 verse 45. John 11 45. Third group. The Jesus effect on those who will believe. Those who believe in him. John 11 45. Therefore many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary. And had seen what Jesus did. Believed in him. And you also come. And see in chapter 12. Chapter 12. If you come down to um, verse number 9. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out what, that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom, had, whom he had raised from the dead. There was... Also chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Verse 2 and 3. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. The kind of people who believed in Jesus... And the effect on their life, they were serving a meal. The people who loved what Jesus was doing and believed in him came to him. They came seeking for him. They came to see him because they heard that Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead. They, they came to see Lazarus and they came to Jesus, say Jesus also. And many began to believe in him. Those who believed in their Jesus' effect on those who believe is that they rejoice on what Jesus does in their life. Hallelujah. They rejoice about what Jesus has brought about in your life. You as a believer, the effect on your life, the Jesus effect on your life is that you begin to rejoice and believe. Rejoice and filled with joy about what Jesus has done in your life. The change that he has brought about. The miracles that he has done. You witness God's power and God's glory in your life. He has changed you personally. He has changed the situation in your family. He has changed the people in your home. Your children's life have been transformed. Your husband's life has been transformed. Your wife's life has been transformed. There's greater peace. There's greater joy in your life. There's greater purpose in your life. You thought you lost your son. You thought you lost your daughter. You thought that you know, your husband was gone forever. You thought that everything was broken. But the Jesus affected because you believed in him, because you held on to him, Jesus has brought about a change. And even if you have not seen a change yet, Continue to believe in him and you will see that change. The God who raised Lazarus from the dead will do a miracle in your life. Hallelujah. Dead situations will come to life. That's the Jesus effect. Dead people will come to life. Dead relationships will come to life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dead marriages will come to life. That's the Jesus effect. The Jesus. Barren wombs will begin to bring forth children. That's the Jesus effect. Sinners will turn to become saints. That's the Jesus effect. You believe in him. Your life will change. The lives of the people in your home will change. The Jesus effect. For those who will believe, they will rejoice as they witness God's power and glory manifested in their lives. They will completely abandon whatever they used to believe and practice. They experience God personally every day. It becomes life changing. It becomes good. Hallelujah. The one good thing that they never had. There was a person who recently shared a beautiful testimony. And she said, you know, I was, I was running after many, many things. And, and, and something that I felt was missing in my life. I was going after that. I was chasing after that. And I was trying to find that out in relationships and many other things in many ways, in many places. 
but after i got hold of that everything collapsed that didn't satisfy me that also collapsed and then when i came to god i found what i was looking for amazing story after i came to christ i found what i was searching for what i could not find in other places and and i thought i could find in other things i found when i found christ that's a jesus effect it is good life becomes good you find what you're looking for you find what your soul is searching for you it satisfied the emptiness in your life is satisfied satisfied when you come to christ when jesus comes into your life and he begins to work and transform your life it has delivered them from mindless superstitious religion and open their eyes to see the kingdom of god the power and the love of christ the jesus effect on those who believe it has brought them to the reality of a true personal relationship with jesus hallelujah they begin to enjoy a wonderful relationship with this god who transforms and changes their life and the circumstances of their lives and the complete destiny and the very course of their life itself it brings about a change it has brought about a change within and without internally and externally it has brought eternal hope the jesus effect on those who believe the question we need to ask ourselves this morning is this do you have the jesus effect in your life is your life bringing forth this jesus effect in your home in your neighborhood among the people whom you relate with certainly for those who believe it will cause certain disturbances for those who are confused about trying to fix you into their religious framework wanting you to be religious but they want you to be like them they will struggle and try to define you you will not be able to they will not be able to define you and define what you follow it will be a, they'll have to grapple they'll have a love hate relationship with you but to those who will be willing to believe their lives will be transformed if you have the jesus effect you are the one who is the carrier of the presence of jesus in this world you are the one who is like jesus walking on this earth making a difference in the lives of people you are the jesus that people will see i'm not trying to say that we are jesus don't get me wrong i'm not preaching a false theology here but you are the physical representation in this world that many people will see and the impact that you will bring about like jesus did physically 2000 years ago he's going to do it through you what's going to be the jesus effect through you in this world john chapter 12 verse 1 to 3 let's read again 6 days before the passover jesus came to bethany well lazarus lived whom jesus had raised from the dead the jesus effect through lazarus that's what you see here what's the jesus effect through you jesus came to bethany where lazarus lived whom jesus had raised from the dead here a dinner was given in jesus honor mary Ma, sorry martha served while lazarus was among those reclining at the table with them then mary took about a pint of pure nard an expensive perfume she poured it out on jesus feet and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume the effect of jesus in the life of lazarus a dinner was served the presence of jesus was there and that at that moment of worship as she poured out the expensive perfume at the feet of jesus and humbled herself and she was at the feet of jesus the fragrance began to fill the room do you smell the jesus effect in the room do people smell the jesus effect in the room not the stench of sweat nor the nose blocking aroma of perfumes but the fragrance of the jesus effect have you broken the jar of expensive perfume have you laid your life at the feet of jesus that jesus can have his work do his work through your life that there can be a fragrance through your life have you let go of what you loved the most have you what the most the most valuable thing have you let go of what you know you held dearly and poured it out at the feet of jesus are you dining with jesus daily 
are you in a communication a fellowship with him are you talking to him what happens on a dining table what happens when people eat together what happens when people meet for coffee there's a relationship there's a communion there's a fellowship are you dining with jesus at table are you dining with jesus every day have you invited him even in the middle of a controversy <laughs> this dinner was organized in the middle of a controversy the whole passage is a controversy there are one on one side the group of people who hate everything about jesus they're plotting to kill jesus they want to arrest him they have planned they have you know they're angry they're biting their teeth they're full of hatred their religious structures have been shaken their religious foundations and their forms and everything has been shaken all their traditions have been shaken and the jesus effect has made a tremendous effect on those who will not believe and has you know also affected those who are confused but in the middle of that in the middle of that controversy they in this family invites jesus to their house hallelujah in the middle of people you know against jesus this family have the audacity to invite jesus to their house do you like to have jesus in the middle of a controversy hallelujah we indians always like to play safe we like to play safe namak edukku pa prachana aalu utta podum some of why all this trouble why buy trouble just shut your mouth and keep quiet why do you want to have jesus for dinner only you believe in your heart just keep jesus with yourself why do you want to have him for dinner if you have him for dinner then it raises the it brings a crowd everybody is agitated about it just keep quiet about what you believe don't talk about what you believe don't talk about jesus just keep quiet it's all about you and jesus finally you will go to heaven as long as i am safe i am going to heaven that's not christianity that's not the gospel the light is not to be hidden amen hallelujah why trouble for us only because i open my mouth and talk about jesus there is trouble keep quiet why do you want to invite jesus for the dinner let him eat in his house he's got a mother to take care of him why do you want him in the middle of that controversy why do you want to go to church in the middle of the controversy why do you want to keep praying in the middle of the why do you have a bible in your house in the middle of the controversy why do you want to stop following those you know traditions in the middle of the controversy why it's okay at least for their sake you know name sake do something for them so that at least they will keep their mouth shut as long as i have peace no 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 in the middle of the controversy jesus was invited for dinner hallelujah in the middle of all of that was going on around jesus is invited for dinner are you willing to have him are you willing to speak about him are you willing to expose yourself in the midst of a crowd in the midst of the people and say i belong to jesus and i want you also to believe in jesus <laughs> have you invited him even in the middle of a controversy have you honored him even in, in even in even though people don't like him have you honored him even though people don't like him i'm not talking about secret honor and going in a corner and praying lord i honor you lord have you honored him even in the middle of people who don't like him hallelujah it will disturb them it will trouble them it will agitate them it will anger them it will put them off it will shake whatever they believe in it will it will it will cause an ill effect on them that is not the issue it's about honoring jesus the jesus effect do you have the jesus effect like this family lazarus martha and mary showing forth to the world we belong to jesus he raised us from the dead we cannot hide him we cannot say we don't know him we cannot keep him out of our house we got to honor him with our dinner <laughs> hallelujah we cannot hide him 
we cannot say we don't know him have you honored him even though people don't like him have you put your head at his feet have you truly worshiped him for what he has done he brought you from death to life from darkness to life are you keeping your status quo are you willing to stir up a controversy are you ready to face people are you ready to be radical for christ are you willing to swim against the tide are you willing to lose your reputation are you willing to get messy with your hands are you willing to get to be the wheat that will be gathered into the barn or be the chaff that will be piled up and burnt out or blown away by the wind you can either be the wind the wheat or the chaff do you want to be the wheat that will be gathered into the barn or be the chaff that will be gathered piled up and burned away or blown away by the wind sometimes we can remain the chaff and not the wheat are you proclaiming the gospel are people following christ because of you are you making a difference is there a significant impact because of your existence in this world is the jesus effect happening through your life and are people beginning to come to lazarus are people beginning to come to jesus oh i want to go and see him i want to see that lazarus i want to see that martha i want to see that mary i want to see that jesus also I want to see because of what has happened in their life. I want to see because of the what changes happened. I want to see and listen to what they are telling. I want to see how it happened. I want to hear their story. I want to hear what happened in their life. Are people wanting to see you? Are people wanting to hear your story? Are people wanting to see the Jesus in you? Are people want to see the Jesus effect? Do people desire to have that Jesus effect in your in their lives also? because of all that was happening the greeks were impacted john 12 verse 20 to 22 now there were some greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival they came to philip who was from bethesda and galilee with a request sir they said we would like to see jesus philip went to andrew and andrew and philip in turn told jesus greeks came and said sir we want to see jesus the jesus effect brought the greeks the jews thought these are all the outcasts these are all second grade citizens these are not part of the promise they are not part of the kingdom god of israel is our god jehovah is our god but they did not recognize when god came to them they rejected when god came they wanted to kill when god came to them they wanted to kill the jesus effect but the effect was impacting somebody else hallelujah it will affect it the jesus effect will have its effect on somebody say an amen the jesus effect through your life will have an effect on somebody it will have its impact on someone but you should be the lazarus martha and lazarus martha mary type who will be with jesus who will invite jesus in the middle of a controversy who will not stop talking about jesus who will not hide their faith who in jesus they who will not hide their fellowship with jesus who will pour the perfume the expensive perfume at the feet of jesus who will bow down and worship jesus shamelessly and wipe for a woman her hair is something which is very precious and she will never like anybody touching her hair am i right no am i wrong maybe i got it wrong i don't know but it's a glory for the woman her hair that's why there's so much of um, parlors thriving in the world today because of women's hair and how they feel about it and people are making millions because of that and she would go down and take that to the feet of jesus and wipe the feet of jesus if you would be willing to fall at the feet of jesus worship jesus pour out your heart to him walk in a relationship with him and not privately secretly it's being public there's nothing called as a secret christian that concept is a wrong false concept that is not there in the bible baptism is about declaring that i am a christian to the world i am follow jesus to the world if you're a secret christian that is not biblically right it can probably be so for a little while but cannot be for a lifetime 
because so shall your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. Hallelujah. The Jewish leaders would not believe, but the Greeks would. The religious reject, but the Gentile sinner comes to Jesus. Hallelujah. The so-called religious people of the day reject Jesus. They hate Jesus. They're confused. But the people who are out there in the world, the sinner wants Jesus. He comes to Jesus. Hallelujah. His life is transformed. He has found that there is no hope for his life other than Jesus. For him, he has nothing religious in him. The sinner has found that there is nothing good that will happen in his life unless he encounters this Jesus who is able to raise people from the dead. And so the Jesus effect which has happened because of Lazarus, Martha and Mary and Lazarus coming forth you know, from the dead, being raised from the dead and the work of God being accomplished in this family because this family was one family was always inviting Jesus and they were public about it they were going public about it even in the middle of a controversy and so the Jesus effect had its impact on the sinners and the world hallelujah how can Jesus have his effect through you how can you be effective in your life for Jesus unless you make Jesus known in public even if it stirs up a controversy even if people are ready to kill you even if people are angry with you even if people are upset with you how can you be effective how can you be effective and impactful on the world outside unless you make Jesus public in your life unless you pour out your heart to him at his feet and fellowship with him and make him known to the world that I am not ashamed of the gospel. Woe unto me if I do not preach the gospel, Paul said. The Jewish leaders would not believe, but the Greeks would. The religious reject, the so-called religious reject Jesus, but the Gentile sinner, the uncircumcised, the outcast, and those who have been rejected come to Jesus, come seeking for Jesus. Sir, we want to see Jesus. We would like to see Jesus, the weak those who the religious would despise are the ones who will walk into the kingdom of God before the religious come. Hallelujah. Amen. There is great hope for the sinner. There is great hope for those who are outcast. There is great hope for those who are looked down. There is great hope for those who are the junkies out there in the world. There is great hope for them because Jesus loves them. But the so-called religious are in a place of hopelessness. Loss. We got to pray for everybody. But we got to be the Lazarus, Martha, Mary type family who will not be ashamed of Jesus. And we will show forth and have the Jesus effect happen through our lives. Hallelujah. And so may the Jesus effect begin from this morning through your life. Shall we pray? Father, we have heard your word, O oh God. Your Holy Spirit will speak, continue to speak in our hearts, continue to inspire us. Jesus, will, your spirit will continue to do a deep work in our lives to bring forth this Jesus effect into the world. That we will not be afraid of those who will not believe, who are unwilling to believe. That we will not be bound by the confused. But we will be those who will believe in you. And allow the Jesus effect to affect our lives first. And be the Lazarus, Martha, Mary family type. Who will make Jesus known to the world. And have this Jesus effect touch the sinners. The junkies, the outcasts, the rejected, the despised. The ones whose lives are broken and fallen. Thank you, Lord. We pray for a tremendous impact in our lives. That we will know you, we will make you known. That we will fall at your feet and we will also stand to proclaim your word. Hallelujah. We want to know you and make you known. We want to fall at your feet and also stand to proclaim your word. Hallelujah. We don't want to be ashamed. We don't want to be shy. But we want to have the Jesus effect on our lives. Bringing about change and transformation. Doing miracles, signs and wonders. That through us, 
the world will see and know Jesus. Father, we pray that you will grant such a grace for everyone. You will such, Lord, you will touch everyone. You will transform everybody's life. You will give, give us such zeal. You will give us such love for you to proclaim you shamelessly, O oh God. Fill us with your presence. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your power. We pray that we will not live ineffective and unproductive lives. Lord, we pray that we will not live ineffective and unproductive lives. But we will show forth Christ to the world. We will show forth Christ to the world. Bless everyone to live such a life, O oh God. A life that will make a difference. A life that will make a tremendous impact. A true impact on a day-to-day -day basis, O oh God. Making a difference in the lives of people every day. That's the kind of life we want to live, O oh God. Not a dull, empty, false religious life anymore. A true life that will make a difference in people's lives. Anoint us for that. Empower us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your presence. Bless everyone. We give you all the glory, honor and praise. Thank you for speaking to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.